0: Welcome to the Ghost Train! Tickets, please! Take your seat and enjoy the ride! All aboard! (laughs) Hey everyone, welcome on board the Ghost Train podcast, the podcast that dives right into the creepy and freaky world of the paranormal. Now with all the horror movies that I've watched in the last little bit, I started to think, did anything weird ever happen on the sets while filming these movies and I actually found some pretty freaky things that did happen. So here's my top 10 list of things that have happened on movie sets that are just weird and freaky and kind of just why would you do that? So number 10 is the corpse in the rainy poltergeist pool scene is actually a real skeleton. Now if you've seen this movie you remember this scene it's where the wife falls into the pit where they were planning on building the swimming pool, and it's filling up with water from the rain, and all of a sudden, the skeletons start popping up from underneath the ground. Truly terrifying, and you can tell that uh, she's completely terrified as well. Alright, number 9. In the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, Leatherface actually cuts Marilyn Burns' finger by accident during the scene at the dinner table, He was completely exhausted and he could barely see through the mask and just made, I guess, a pretty big error. Number eight, the cast and crew of the Amityville Horror claimed that they were constantly being woken up at 3.15 a.m. Now in the film, you know this, this is the one with Ryan Reynolds, his character always mysteriously wakes up at 3.15 a.m. in the movie. Number seven, in the movie The Candyman, Tony Todd actually had to fill his mouth with real bees. You got that right. I would never do that. Here's one. Number six. During the filming of The Conjuring, many of the cast and crew had claimed that they were waking up with scratch marks all over their body. I'm not completely shocked from that. That movie is just terrifying and anything to do with the demonic stuff like that. uh, You're poking at something that you shouldn't be poking at. Number five during the filming of The Poltergeist, the little boy, aka Robbie, was actually being choked by that clown. And now, it's a robotic clown, but he was actually being choked, and it wasn't until he was turning purple that director Steven Spielberg stepped in and put a stop to what was going on. So that's pretty freaky. This kid almost died on the set of The Poltergeist. Now, number four, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, this is again the original, was filled with up to 500 pounds of decomposing animal corpses and the stench mixed with the heat caused the actors to constantly be vomiting and puking their guts up. Uh, yeah, I think you could have seen that one coming. That's just a no-brainer. Where are we now? Number three, right? Now this one's just kind of cool, and I guess the director just wants to get a good reaction from his actors, but while filming The Exorcist, the director told the prop man to randomly fire gunshot blanks to get a more authentic reaction from the actors. So yeah, I guess you could see that that would really cause you to be a little bit terrified. Alright, number two, during the filming of the new version of the Amityville Horror with Ryan Reynolds again, a dead body was found floating in the water near the set. Now, that's just completely freaky. Now, the number one movie fact that I found was the schoolhouse in Hitchcock's The Birds is a real-life haunted house, and its current residents are constantly hearing footsteps and children laughing. And that brings us into today's show, because today's show, I'm going to be reading you a story about just that haunted house. Now, I found this story chilling and downright creepy. Here we go. Next stop. My house is definitely haunted. Hey everyone, this story that I'm about to read to you was submitted by Kayla underscore Kitty 82 from Reddit and this is really, really scary. So it starts like this: My childhood home was haunted. No doubt about it. It was a very small house, basically one big square. The hallway was short, and certain parts of it creaked. I would hear it all night long. When I was younger, I woke up to see a man standing in my doorway, arms propped up, leaning on it, just staring at me. Being a young kid, I quickly pulled the covers over my head and listened for him to walk away. He never did. I would have been able to hear the floor creak I gained enough courage to look, and no one was there. I thought about calling out to my mom, but after I looked at my alarm clock, I realized it was well after 2am. Now I practiced witchcraft. Now I know that that's not a smart thing to do, but I did it in my room and I used a Ouija board quite frequently. One time, me, my mom, and my younger sister, and the neighbor were sitting at the kitchen table talking. Branched off from the kitchen is a small laundry room, barely enough room for a washer and dryer to fit, let alone a person to stand in. You can't even get to this area from another way of the house. You have to go through the kitchen. So we were making fun of the ghosts and just laughing, basically saying we knew we had a ghost, but whatever, and we were cracking jokes about it. Now, while we were sitting on top of the dryer, there was a basket of socks and underwear. While laughing about the ghosts, the basket came flying off the dryer hitting the floor with a thud and scattered clothes everywhere. We all immediately shut up. Staring at what had just happened, my mom nervously laughed and said, Well, uh, (laughs) I guess we shouldn't make fun of it again, huh? Several years later, my mom died. My marriage had failed, and I moved back home to live with my stepdad and sister. This particular night, no one was home when I got there. It was pitch black. I locked the door and went into the living room. My mom had died in the house probably about a month earlier and the house just had a depressing feel to it. I hadn't even had time to turn on the TV when I heard movement from the back of the house and a familiar creak from my mom's bed. The same exact sound it would have made when she would sit up from laying down. I got immediate chills and then the floor started creaking. We had an old landline hooked up to the wall, so I ran over, grabbed the phone, and I called my neighbor, saying, Mama was in the house. I'm scared. Can you come over here right now and get me? The neighbor comes running over, and of course, the door was locked. But I was paralyzed with fear, and I couldn't even get up to unlock the door, as I would have to pass the hallway to get to that door long story short my oldest sister had to drive from across town to unlock the door and get me out of the house i was that scared i know every little sound that this house makes i've lived in it for 15 years someone or something was in that house that night a few months later my stepdad called me to say that the dresser in my bedroom had caught on fire now i was staying at my sister's house at the time because i was too scared to stay at that house anymore So the two of us rushed over, and lo and behold, my dresser was on fire. Now here's the kicker. I kept all my witchcraft and tarot card stuff in the middle upper drawer. The heater was positioned to the center of the dresser. By all accounts, that drawer was the only thing to burn. I feel like I may have let entities into my home by not closing circles and just doing dumb stuff as I wasn't knowledgeable in anything related to witchcraft. I just bought a bunch of books and decided to cast spells. Yeah, I know, completely stupid. And now I have the feeling that something has started to follow me. I see it out of the corner of my eyes. I feel like it's looking at me. I can't even use mirrors anymore. I have to avoid them at all costs. I feel that the drawer burning may not have been a good thing. Did the burning of all my witchcraft material cause something evil to be released from my room? I'm not sure, but I'm scared. really think that her dresser drawer burning released something very negative into her parents home and that caused it to follow her i really hope things start to get better for her that's all for this week's ghost train podcast i hope you enjoyed it that was a really really freaky story about a haunted house thanks again kayla for sending me that story to read it was amazing if you have a scary story that you want me to read contact me on social media and send it over follow me on instagram and facebook at ghost train podcast and hit me up on twitter at ghost train pc now i've created a patreon page at www.patreon.com ghost train podcast now this is a place where you can get shout outs on the ghost train podcast or even get episodes early head on over and check it out and see if it's something that you would like to support It would make me incredibly happy if you did and until the next train gets in the station good luck sleeping tonight